This is the first time we've been uh, getting oh, been drinking, so, so yeah. cheers. Cheers on the old podcast. Wow. They gave us the little ones. They should have given you. Yeah. They knew they can. These lightweights. So what are we drinking here? Um, this is, uh, the grape is Rotorbellinger, actually, you see it there. It's an Austrian varietal. Eschenhoff Holzer is the, uh, the winemaker. Um, you'll, uh... You'll see it has a little bit more color to it, more so than like your normal white wine. Uh, they call that an orange wine, uh, something that's been trending over the last five, ten years. Uh, skin contact white is what that means. Uh, so typically for your white wines, they'll do like a press, um, take a juice off of the skin and ferment it, the juice separately. For red wines, you get the color as well as the tannin structure from the, the skin. So uh, you see something called an orange wine, and that, that typically... What that will mean is a uh, skin contact, uh, skin contact white, which is pretty fun. Man, I just learned the most I've ever learned about wine right there. In it that just first blew my mind. Um, <laughs> where do you get all this knowledge from? What's going on? Um, I, I spent uh, some time in New York. Uh, about I was ten years in New York, and about half of that was working with Brooklyn Wine Exchange and uh, small wine shop uh, downtown Brooklyn. Uh, a very very cool little shop that opened up. I think it was two thousand nine, and uh, I had just graduated college, and I was like walking down the street, and and pretty much uh, help one and sign in the window. Walked into the back. There's two guys, Chris and Joe, uh, Italian guys, all tatted up, sleeved up, and they're they're throwing wine down the down into the basement, and and uh, within like five ten minutes, they they conduct an interview without stopping, and I'm like picking up cases of wine, handing it to them, and. And uh, when can you start? And I said, uh, when do you need me to start? And I said, be here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. We've got 100 cases coming in. And uh, <laughs> from, from that point on, it was a $10 an hour job, just like something fun. After I finished college, I was thinking about going into law school, um, did the LSATs, uh, got accepted, got a scholarship at St. Mary's, uh, went to orientation, walked out of orientation, drove from St. Mary's back home. My parents were living in West Columbia then, and uh, – Showed up and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And I, said, I want to talk to you about something. Okay, and I said, well, I'm, "I'm not going to go to law school." And they said, "All right, what are you going to do?" And I said, "Well, I called Chris and Joe up and they said I could have my job back at Brooklyn Wine Exchange." And they said, "You got a college degree, you have a scholarship at a law school, and you want to go uh, work at a liquor store?" I said, yeah, I, said, I, don't, I don't know. There's some, something uh, something about it for me. And and I said I had unfinished business and and um, went up there. I uh, was working for them part-time, um, still stocking, because uh, this is a shop that has um, half of its space dedicated to a, um, a, a educational room, is what it is, basically, and they'll do classes two or three times a week, about 40, 50 people, and uh, we had the staff, as far as... Uh, the staff goes, it was ex-sommeliers, uh, restaurant managers, bev directors, th- things of like the top, like top restaurant positions in New York that it kind of, a lot of them, whether it got burned out, just wanted to change up slow pace. And, uh, and so they got into the retail side and this was a really cool shop that was doing something before a lot of people were. And, um, and so I was stocking for them. I went back and left the law school thing and Gosh. And, uh, orientation literally walked out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, went back and started doing that. Started uh, bar backing at a couple of different bars, restaurants in, in downtown Brooklyn, and and then kind of worked my way up. Um, 
just through the years to serving, uh, bartending, and then from there getting on the sales floor of Brooklyn Wine Exchange because I was working like two or three jobs at a time to pay rent. And uh, and so after that, we uh, um, I I went and ended up um, um, basically uh, the whole time I was training, I was taking what they called a uh, W set W S E T and uh, it's wine and spirits education and uh, it's, it's sim- similar to the retail side of like the sommelier program and so I did the beginner intermediate advanced uh, level um, over the course of a couple of years the whole time working my way through the restaurants bartending serving different places and and the guys ended up uh, finally offering me a sales position did that for a couple of years while still bartending. And then they ended up asking me to come over full time and run their spirits program and did that for a couple of years and really expanded on that. And after doing that, decided to my what, what it was actually I had a I have a sister that sent me a, a birthday card and it was uh, in December. Uh, it was just six, six years ago. Money's turned to six on uh, the eighth. So um, but it was December prior to uh, her being born in it, I got a birthday card that said, happy birthday, uncle. And I thought, what, what, what are you, what are you talking about? And uh, I called her up immediately in uh, December and uh, said, when are you doing? She said, in, in July. And I said, I'll be there. And she said, ah, you've been, you've been in New York 10 years. Like, don't, don't say, you know, you're not coming back. We have all kind of figured like you're doing your thing up there. And I said, no, I said, oh, I'm ready for it. And, and my dad had been talking about retiring uh, from Brian's, uh, which he'd been r- running for about the last 30 years. And um, once he started talking about retiring, he said, this is your opportunity. Like you've been saying you wanted to learn this food side of it. And, uh, and yeah, the windows, the windows getting smaller. And so uh, it's time for me to come home uh, for more than one reason. And, uh, but the idea was, and, and whenever I came back was we're going to grow, we're going to, we're going to open up uh a whiskey bar uh, the fill station hadn't been named yet but as the idea was there the concept was there the idea was there while i was in new york um and uh so it's something that i came home with and and whenever we opened up the fill station uh, it's 2017 october it's about a little over two years after i moved back and uh and after we laid that groundwork uh opened up the bodega and uh, that was what february uh, right, 2020 right COVID. Yeah, the fun stuff started happening. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. Y'all, y'all made it such a big impact on like Jackson. You know the downtown area scene. Uh, I love the Phil Station, and it's funny those two businesses, um, Phil Station and Bodega, are like something else. Like one's a garage, the other one's a gas station. It's like it's funny if you get the next thing. I wonder, is it an old police department, or oh, <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be just a building. It has to have another purpose, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love the. Uh, we love taking some of the historical buildings and and uh, seeing what we can turn them into, and that's been that's been one of the best the best parts of it. So, how did y'all meet? Uh, actually, at an interview for Phil Station, <laughs> because I, I I mean I'd known who Kyle was in high school. We have all, a lot of the same friends, but we never. He's a lot older, right? <laughs> a lot older, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, we sat down. I mean, it was supposed to be an interview. We ended up just hanging out for about an hour, and then just kind of been friends ever since. Nice. It was it was pretty. It was funny because uh, at the time, uh, I had a buddy of mine, Adam Nichols, who was helping us, and he, uh, they had, they knew each other, and Coy Coy knew a lot of my mutual friends, and um, 
And so when he walked in, I said, man, I said, I've heard your name before. And he said, I've heard your name before, too. And it's the first time we've ever ever actually met, but had a lot of mutual friends so from from an early age. Uh, so. so how was it learning barbecue when you came back? Because spending this time in New York, I I imagine you weren't doing a lot of barbecuing or uh, anything not, like not that. Not a lot. Not a lot. It was a, it was a complete change of pace. My, my dad told me, uh, you know, I was trying to break habits of, you know, the last 10 years of my life having, you know, a lot of my bartending was getting home two, three, four in the morning in New York. And, uh, and <laughs> now we're talking about getting up at 5 a.m. every day. So um, it was it was a, a big uh, change for me, but uh, really enjoyed it a lot. It was, it was good just getting to work alongside my dad for a while. So um, it, it was it was difficult. It was difficult, yeah. but it's fun. And there's a few of of uh, the owners, right? Is it you and 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 Coy? And there's two. Is there two others? So or? for for Bodega, there's uh, yeah, and then the two other ones are the ones that are partners, the fill station and the uh, the barbecue, which is uh, Kevin Rosenbaum and Kent, my brother, um, c- c- cousin and brother. So, and and y'all are just hustling i mean this, these yeah, these so, buildings are uh, some of them are close but i mean you're just dropping by and checking in it's it's a lot to manage huh? um yeah so we each kind of have our post uh koi does for the most part uh run uh majority of the fill station and um and kent is taking care of the bodega and kevin runs the barbecue and i kind of bounce a, a little bit everywhere between wherever i'm needed so so what was it? Was it the fill station and then Bodega or, or vice versa? Uh, the fill station was 2017. Bodega was 2020. So where did you get the idea for the fill station? Um, I, I So whenever I was in New York, before I left, like, uh, I, I I had the idea. Um, you see a lot of barbecue restaurants, and and I have that background, a family background in barbecue. And, and I learned, uh, I, before I got into wine, um, or at the same time I was getting into wine, I should say like kind of the opportunity that I saw to get into Brooklyn wine exchange was through the spirits. And that was something that I said that they offered me to take over the spirits program. Um, I recognized that they had a small spirits as they started off with just a wine license and then got a liquor license after that. So um, they only had a few people that were really fluent in the spirits and uh, could, could talk about it. And so I kind of started, it was every every Monday, pretty much. There was a, a whiskey bar around the corner called Char Number Four, and I'd go there pretty much every Monday and like have like a list of ten whiskeys, and it's like I want to taste all these, and I want to taste them all side by side, and they're like, you want them all poured like next to each other, and and, and the first time they kind of looked at me, and then after that, uh, it was it was pretty regular every Monday, and we'd sit there and we talk about it, uh, myself and the bartender, and and really kind of familiarize myself with um, with the spirit side and. And through that and bartending, uh, had the opportunity then to to get into Brooklyn Wine Exchange on a on a higher level. So, um, but the to go back to it, I, I had a before I got as I was getting into wine, I got into whiskey. Um, jumped from that through every other spirit and drank everything. Uh, I really love agave. That's a big that's a big love of um, a virus. Something that that we're hoping to work on in the future. But um, for the time being. Um, it's um we're talking about uh, whiskey and and barbecue and and i just thought that it always was something that that should go hand in hand um beer bourbon barbecue uh the concept was there i wanted to do something uh, in a cla- as a classed up ice house and i mean we looked at probably a dozen different properties before we found the the fill station and, and kind of landed on that negotiated on a few walked on a few and and uh but yeah that was uh, 
that was like I think I was really on a third or fourth like in line as far as like what I envision. But ultimately, like, I absolutely love it. Like, it took a while of just, like, driving past it every day and just, like, looking at it and just driving past it and looking at it and going, okay, like, it changes some things. It's not exactly what I thought, like, but, like, it, yeah, we can make it work. We can make it all come together, and, and, and it came out beautiful, so. Yeah, so, when I moved back from Austin, the the building was abandoned still and just covered in, uh, but they, it just looked like a bar from, like, when you drive by, it's like, that would be a great place to have a bar and that's whenever only worst house was around is the only bar in town other than I guess ricochets, but good old ricochets, yeah. man. The, the fill station has a very Austin vibe. Was that on purpose? Like it feels like you're kind of downtown Austin ish a little bit. Man, uh, I think just both of us living in a city, um, just having those, that cultural presence around you all the time and just people really caring about what they're doing in a restaurant and bar, um, taking pride in their cocktails, pride in what they have on the shelf. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to do it the best we can. Like just as, a, and when I first moved back here, I would go to Houston all the time and visit bars like Anvil and just seeing, I had never seen a, a bar like that or bartenders just care so much about, uh, your, your time there, like the flavors of the drink, just, I don't know, really d- diving into ingredients. Like they had a, I think they had a guy at the time who just, he only focused on making little tinctures and buying the perfect ingredients for the drinks and it's just it's wild to see yeah. we don't have that but <laughs> it's that, that i think it's the austin vibe because it's all repurposed like yeah. kind of how austin does industrial looking but um i guess we do have that we have a chris sorry <laughs> <laughs> i gotta know where where was phil where could a fill station oh that's probably a bad way to say it where Perhaps what Phil Station might have been if you. <laughs> one of them. One of them was Bodega, the space for Bodega. Oh really? Oh, okay. So Phil yeah, Station yeah. could have been Bodega. Full, full circle. Yeah. Where else? Um, there's a couple of spaces that um, we looked at that I, I might still have an eye on, but I uh, don't want to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike and I go buy it up from. Yeah. <laughs> buy it from under you. No, y'all got some. That's some perfect places for yeah. for yeah. businesses, and then you have Stardust over there by Bodega. Oh, yeah. So no, y'all are building this really cool downtown scene that we didn't have when we were we did not have younger. No, when I moved back, it was yeah, that's the same. It was just Worst House, and then Wayside opened up, and then I think that Phil Station was after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Phil Station was the same time as Brody's. Uh, within I think Brody's opened up May. We opened up like October, um, but. Uh, yeah, and then Polly Pop after that, and but it's 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 going all all around downtown, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see um, and be a part of. Yeah, is it spilling over? Like you think it's spilling over from this area, Pearland and and Houston, to where why Lake Jackson has grown so much? Um, I don't know. I think everybody that's involved in downtown is is local. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's nobody that's that's come that isn't local. Um, all the bars and restaurants are have been locally owned up to this point in downtown like Jackson. So um, I think it's, I think it's a, a big local push more than anything. And, uh, and yeah, just seeing that there, there's opportunity and, and that we could build something downtown and, and yeah, the little, little revival in the, the city, uh, you know, has done a lot as well, put a lot of money into um, the streets and the sidewalks and just kind of making it a, a lot more appealing of a downtown space. So yeah, um, the walkability factor. So. Yeah. 
We're getting that for sure. And that's what people want. They want to be able to ride their bikes to these places or, or bar hop, which is becoming a, a big thing. Um, but y'all did it right with fill station. Cause there's not a lot of comparable businesses. You know, there are bars, but y'all have the top shelf model where mm-hmm. y'all have whistle pig and, um, y'all update y'all's menu often. And, you have what you say you have, which they is consistency. Is the, in that. yeah. That's really good. I, I actually had one of y'all's new specials. It's like Ario Speedwagon. Dario. Dario Speedwagon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was a little different. I knew you'd correct me on that. Dario, but Dario's that thing's bad. This. Dario's been with us. Uh, with he came on uh, to the fill station about a month after we opened up. Uh, his mother uh, worked for Brian's actually, and his older brother actually works for Brian's still. Wow. And uh, but Dario came on as a barback and. Uh, and has has he is one of those people that's just climbed the scenes uh, throughout, and I mean he he can work any position in, in the place, and that we take a lot of pride in that. But yeah. um, our seasonal cocktail menu—that's something that, as as I've kind of become a little not to say more more hands off. Um, we have these guys where you know a couple of seasons ago or two years ago, I was I was the one doing all the cocktails, and then Koi was doing a lot of the cocktails and. And it was really like, well, we have all these badass bartenders and, and all these guys like are very passionate and, and I, I want them to have that kind of ownership as well. And so we started, um, you know, kind of working with them throughout the seasons and, and really allowing them to kind of put a, put together a cocktail or two for each menu. And, and that's been a lot of fun. So that that is the uh, the Dario Speedwagon. So. That seems that's legit. Awesome. I, I'm a, I'm a old-fashioned Manhattan like, uh, I'll do some mules sometimes, but I, I asked the waitress, I was like, just give me, give me something you think that's kind of close to that. And it was, it was legit. And they're always consistent. The drinks only taste the same. I remember you used to work at, uh, what was that place? Uh, Wayside. Wayside. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he used to make some good drinks over there. Th- that's where it all started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost couldn't leave, you know, <laughs> and c- coming over to fill station, you have a have a lot more ingredients to choose from and i guess there's a lot more freedom um to do whatever you want you could go to the store and get something and make something weird and put it in a drink but how does the menu develop like who's do y'all meet quarterly or annually to decide what the menu is weekly um i mean that we that's something that we've tried to do better about um and and be you know more on top of is is having weekly manager meetings in that way Cause I feel like it's, that's all trickle down and, um, and the more structure that we can help provide, um, you know, and, and cause we have, uh, Kyle and Jared who are managing at the, the kind of the front of house managers of the fill station. Um, we we're kind of ha- having them kind of give more structure in terms of doing the cocktail menu where, like I said, a, a year ago, two years ago, it was Koi. Um, we're, the whole idea of everything that we're doing as, as you've seen with fill station and bodega is, is definitely growth. And, and so the idea with that is that, you know, now these guys, um, Jared and, and Kyle, um, instead of Koi can help put together the cocktail menu. And so, um, while we're still meeting with them every single week, it's, it's okay. Where are we at? And, and how's Dario doing? How's Chris doing? How's David doing? How, you know, where's everybody at with their cocktails? And, and, um, and whether it be cocktails or anything else that's going on. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the cocktail specifically. Um, I'd say that that's right now that's going on a lot of Kyle and Jared. So that's cool. It's like you're, you're giving your employees the empowerment to make decisions that probably creates a lot more ownership Absolutely. on their part too. Right. Absolutely. Cause they feel compelled to want to strive to do better for y'all. So 
And you see your drink selling, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know? for sure. You can t- you can tell y'all are doing a good job with the management because when I go there, I mean, they're coming up to me. You know, my drink's about half full, and they're they're asking me for the next one. They're alert, and you can tell some of the businesses around Lake Jackson. You'll be waiting for a little while, and there's a lack of of training, and you'll you know it's no consistency. You'll you'll get something totally different the next time, or even down to garnishes. You know yeah. that's a big yeah. thing with these yeah. craft drinks. Like if you <laughs> if you don't get a yeah week. if you don't get a bourbon <laughs> cherry, it's like or uh, 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 orange Con- peel. It's like what what are we doing? <laughs> consistency and garnishes on every single drink. That's what uh, we, that's what we literally just talked about last yeah. week. Where's my mint? Yeah. Am I paying? Am I paying full price? Because I don't I don't yeah, have the garnishes. Yeah. I mean. This is the same full experience. <laughs> we we had a guy that came in last week. One of my good buddies, and we're sitting there, and and he gets his uh, he gets his Manhattan, and it, he goes, "Well, Jerry gives me three cherries every time." <laughs> He's like, what the, "They gave me one? Like what? Is, I mean, I was just like, oh, this place is going downhill <laughs> <laughs> fast. No, I got to get on it. That's so funny. I want to ask a little bit about this. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess I was trying to. Keep up with John, but he doesn't pass me up. Yeah, I looked over there, and I was like, oh, I'm about to watch out. We're going to be looking around for John for a while. He might just be crawling under the table. This stuff just tastes better and better the more you drink. Um, That was probably terrible. So, Bodega, um, like the vibe. We we went and ate lunch a few times there. That's another just well-managed place because you have a – seems like more employees than you probably need they're like hey what do you need what do you need uh-huh. you know like and they're like a like a line just assembly line throwing the sandwiches down it's it's quick service the first day we went there was a, a pretty good line it was kind of right after you would start going after covid kind of during covid mm-hmm. and i was like man it's gonna take forever but it was quick yeah you get an order and there's like like mike said there's tons of people in the back Dude, it's so a good it's a good setup when they're animals when we opened up they are when we opened up we uh we were talking about doing like 150 200 sandwiches a day it was insane that was like 30 days of opening right and and then covid hit <laughs> so oh, no. so uh during that time um we really didn't we didn't downsize a whole lot um we had the staff built up from the beginning and that was that was kind of what we wanted and 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 since then we've definitely added a few members um that that are key members now but um know the whole idea and because and there are times that especially lunchtime that we'll get We'll get uh, now. It's more typical that we're doing, you know, closer to a hundred sandwiches a day or something like that. But um, I, we're always ready. I mean, we have we have orders called in sometimes for twenty, thirty sandwiches, and that's that's awesome just to be getting those orders. And we want to make sure that that we're able to do them and make sure they're consistent. And um, the other part, and I'll, I'll be honest about this, the bodega is that there's a lot of prep work that goes into everything that that we do, like a lot of prep and. And uh, we put out a lot of food uh, just in that sm- small kitchen. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good crew right now at Bodega. I mean, everybody's very, very efficient and, and solid. How did y'all manage during COVID? During, like at all, I mean, I'm talking Brian's, um, Bodega, Enfield Station. Survived. Yeah. Survived. It was survival mode. And, uh, and that was tough. Um, you know, it, it – uh, uh, the the bodega was probably the bodega and the barbecue. We said the, the bodega was almost set up for like, oh, this is easy when everything's to go. Like, we're, we're, that's done. Hey, even um, if you're eating here. So <laughs> while we lost business, obviously because everything slowed down um, at the bodega, significant business. Um, I want to say it, it's kind of hard to gauge whenever you're open a month and then it's like, well, I, you know, how how was it really? But 
Um, the barbecue, uh, I'd say, was the least effective because we were able to do so much work with the plants, and and that's that's the bread and butter really um, of of that business. And and the uh, the fill station, I'd say, is probably the most effective because that's that's the one that was all all focused on dining in a lot, social. Of, co- a lot of cocktail the, yeah social and so turn into having cars down the street <laughs> fill station was a bit of a insane. nightmare but yeah, they're both like, outdoors which yeah. you yeah. was pretty good right yeah kind of I, mean, I mean yes at times but i mean there, there was times where i mean you couldn't have any dining i mean oh, yeah. so um trying to sell cases outdoors. of beer like out the door and <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. Wild. It good being in texas too because texas it seemed you know the plants were open still mm-hmm. um so there was a I mean, everything obviously was slowed down tremendously, but the workers in the plant were still going in. They obviously had to eat lunch, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely, yeah. No, that's what I say. the 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 plants are are really what feeds our community at the end of the day. Um, that's that's where all of our blessings come from, and that's what it, it's it's a blessing and a curse. I, I say that, and, I, and I've always treaded that water lightly. But um, as much as much as the plants. Um, feed us um at the same time it makes it very difficult uh, to find find people like coy to find people like kyle jared oh, yeah. um uh, dario who i mean i can aubrey who i name every single one of my employees and go it's very difficult for me to pay the same wage that they go and make out at the plants and um they're, they're, they're the reason that a lot of these people are in this industry is because they love it more than anything else and that's their pride and passion so um yeah no for sure it's a very good point though yeah, it is, it's hard. There, most of the people are going out there. That's the, that's just like kind of the the thing to do out here is go yep. to the plant. I mean, yep. that's kind of where we're at. So, <laughs> um, interesting. And I mean, what inspired the name Bodega? Um, I feel like I get the fill station because it's what it kind of what it, what it was. <laughs> right. But but Bodega, what's up with that? Uh, it was like about what three in the morning, and we were drinking and hungry it's like man i wish we could get a sandwich somewhere like really late at night you know it's like we should come up we should start a sandwich shop and uh sell wine and beer to go like just go get a six pack after you leave the bars and get a sandwich take it home just like drunk eat (laughs) the best uh but i don't know that we're just kind of throwing it around and just saying the first name that popped up was bodega and we both i don't know who said it out loud first but it, so it, does it mean anything or just yeah, a, what do y'all where y'all get it from well uh, uh, bodega in new york is like your little street corner all in one stop mm. shop like um for me it was uh every neighborhood that i lived in in those 10 years had a bodega on the corner and so 24 hours a day didn't matter when you left for work or came home you pop in there and get a blt or uh, bacon and egg on, on a roll or whatever and uh, and so it's it was just uh is for me it was it was that's your, that's your stop shop that's your late night and early morning so um yeah well we tried to as as much as we don't have a, a bodega cat yet and uh and, and we, we through through corona we we actually i mean we got we had everything from we still do uh, started stocking all your kind of normal uh household needs from paper paper towels toilet paper bleach uh soap whatever and uh and so that's been kind of fun also. Yeah, there's a bunch of random stuff in there. It's like, oh, sh- okay. Yeah, but you need uh, it. Yeah, I need yeah, it. Yeah. But you need it. Absolutely. I think I got, yeah, I think I Don't got some soap or something in there who, when I was. Who knew that you could sell so much uh, toilet paper uh, <laughs> through waiter online? <laughs> that's good. Y'all are smart to get involved in that and start seeing what people need. Um, Weird. Sell it Weird at the, world. Yeah. yeah. Well, do they, does, does Lake Jackson let you 
carry yet around town? Like if they were to go and get, um, cause y'all have a great craft beer selection. I went and looked at it. I, I like craft beers and I see, I have some of those, uh, some of those good stouts in there. Um, are you able to grab that and walk around town? Um, like we're there yet? Downtown? Not yet. No. How do we get there? Is that is that something y'all need? Like the business owners will have to do because Galveston. Yeah, if, if you, if you yeah. bought it to go and took it with you and opened it on your own somewhere down the street, <laughs> that's on you at that point, I guess. Yeah. For sure, but like Galveston, like I feel like Galveston wasn't carry for a while, like on the Strand, and then all of a sudden, I just saw people carrying everywhere, and I think the rules changed. I think it's like ask go in front of the city, and they'd have to zone it as a designated area where people could walk. Um, walk around and yeah and usually it's just places that allow or only have beer and wine right that can you can walk out of the store drinking strand doesn't have liquor i don't know i'm sure they do maybe the wine base like pina coladas maybe whatever those things were like fredericksburg i think they they have a bunch of places that you can do it but is it all is only wine and beer beer and wine yeah is it But huh. Bourbon Street, you know, that's a lawless place. Louisiana. You can do that. <laughs> Something else. That's a different country. But man. Austin, too, right? The Sixth Street. You know, these are like, I mean, uh, I don't totally know. different places. I don't places. know if you can drink in I'm sure people do, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're supposed to. Why don't to. they do on that street, <laughs> right? In Mexico, they just. <laughs> <laughs> right start naming some there. crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Lake Jackson's probably still a little conservative for that. It's probably opening up a little bit as it the is, younger it, generation gets slowly. in there. I mean, but we're, we're still dry. You know, dry city, technically. Yeah. Um, no liquor no liquor stores and uh yeah how did um how did alcohol to go impact y'all Are y'all seen an uptake in that um it, it's definitely slowed down but we we definitely pushed it a lot during that's good during covid and we sold quite a bit but uh yeah. it is a you have to get creative and let people know because you're trying to compete with like el toro giving away like 25 dollar <laughs> gallon margaritas <laughs> five gallon margaritas <laughs> i was like i don't have tequila that yeah. that's shitty man yeah <laughs> That's what y'all should do next. Y'all seen those drive-through garages where you get your drink before you go home or whatever? You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah. It's like an old garage you drive through, and it's just a bunch of coolers, and then you they you just tell them what you want, yeah, and they right. give it drive, to you, and then you, you don't have to get out of the car, but like they're all over barn. the place. Yeah. Liquor barn. That's yeah. Cool. Oh, man, his mind is blown. I know. <laughs> I think I blew it a little bit. No, I just went to Louisiana for the first time uh, about a month or two ago, and yeah, just drive-through daiquiri mm. places. You know, it's amazing. That's a, that's something we don't have. Crap. <laughs> that's something we don't have uh, in Lake Jackson either. That's sprouting everywhere, mm-hmm. even in Pearland, is the daiquiri joints. Yeah. Super sweet drink. I, I can't get into it. Well, but the ones in Louisiana, are, they put, it's all Bacardi 151. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not wine. They go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the real stuff. Yeah, they don't care. So I see y'all, so, so teach me about this real quick. I see y'all, y'all spin the glass first. What does that do? Oh, oh, this is a nervous just, it just makes you look sophisticated. <laughs> okay, I thought that was a thought that was a thing. It, it might do something. Aerates the wine. Yeah, if, if you're if you're going if you're going to give it a, a good nose, that's that's really whenever you're you're swirling it so that the first the alcohol is going to kind of push mm. out and then you're going to get the aromas underneath. I knew you'd know. Ah, we had yeah. a buddy that owned uh, his grandparents owned Vortex or I don't know. <laughs> that. I'm not like a, it's a vortex, it's but, but you know what I'm saying? Like whenever, whenever it pushes all that air out, it's going to give you. Yeah. Were you going to talk about uh, Hack Winery? Sorry, what were you Corey, saying? yeah. Our buddy Corey, his grandparents, he's own Hack over there in Santa Fe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
That, right. that was, was a like, pretty nice joint. They uh they sell Madeira over there. Have you ever uh-huh. heard of Madeira? Uh-huh. I think yeah. I've had that before. Yeah, I think it's really good. That's a good it's like a sweet, it's kinda like yeah. a port, mm-hmm. a porter, port, it's like port, a, port. It's like a port wine or a dessert wine. Yeah. yeah. I like that. We went over there and got lit one day, man. Yeah. They got a nice setup. It's pretty over there. They do events and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I've seen people's weddings there. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Is that true? I feel like I've seen a picture of of a winery around here. Jamie. (laughs) They sell sell hack at Bucky's, right? I think so. They sell it everywhere. I see it everywhere. What's up with this this yoga? Oh, the Yodega. Oh, no. Y'all did that? That's smart. (laughs) Yodega. (laughs) we've been doing it for like a year now um host uh amy um clinton and she comes and does a a yoga session on saturday mornings and then afterwards core uh core core you're you're not the only person who's ever called me that some people can't say it it. pours was what i was going for but koi pours a bunch of bunch of wine and i drink most of it (laughs) half the bottle and pours (laughs) the other half out but where do y'all do that at? At, at the bodega. Really? On the patio. Heck yeah. Y'all got a big crowd going in there? Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've had normally, uh, I mean, some, some mornings is 10, sometimes it's 30 people. So Wow. I've seen they, Y'all take pictures after it, and it's I've seen, yeah, like 30 people, all mm-hmm. like kind of like the running group pictures. It's just like, I don't even know where they, where they even fit. <laughs> no, we, we <laughs> they clear, clear out, out all, all the tables. On the They're street, all, you know, yeah. like, car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that and uh, we've been doing some uh, with uh, Infinite Racing, which is a local car club. They're doing uh, the Bodega Nights on Thursdays where uh, we'll bring a DJ out. And, and they've brought out all sorts of cars from, from all over uh, Houston Houston, and everything else. But uh, we've had, I mean, there's 200 people they'll bring out and all at one time and they'll fill up the whole space. And they shut down the street pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. But there's, there's just... People everywhere in the parking lot, everywhere. It's, it's like it's Fast and the Furious, man. It, it is. is. Pretty much, the music out pretty there. much uh, like, you know, when when you're going through like a global pandemic, you <laughs> like, you're like, hey, we'll find any sort of way to like bring people here. Like every day we'll change, th- just change it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They got like the police scanners out there. Uh-huh. Like, All right, we're good. We're good. It, go, 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 go. If you go over 200 <laughs> miles an hour, they can't follow you. Yeah. That's, and, I mean, and, and I love it though because it's still, I mean, the group, uh, that, that runs it hector like they're very professional and so like you'll have like a family walking in like that's like normal but day customers or uh, daily but day customers or whatever it is and they're walking in and like oh what's going on here and trying to figure <laughs> out there's a dj in the corner and uh and uh so, so but it's it's all it's all super friendly in, in that way that like very professionally ran um and uh and so we'll have like kids running around uh, checking out the different cars and all that and uh, it's a fun time, and that's on Saturday nights. <clears throat> Thursday, Thursday nights. Uh, yeah, they do. It, I think uh, they were supposed to do it this week, but obviously it rained out. So they yeah. send you a text at the last minute when it yeah. happens, like an hour before, and everybody just goes there. Normally, uh, uh, dude, it has happened before yeah. like that. It has been not the, an hour before, but like the day of or like the day before, and been like, "Hey, I know we were going to do it next week, but everybody said this week's better weather. Let's do it tomorrow." And we're like. All right, well, let's just call because I mean, we'll bring in some uh, again, we'll load up for staff or something like that. And, um, but uh, it's yeah. a ton of people, it's, it's <laughs> it gets, crazy, it gets wild. Do you have to call the city and let them know that it's happening or not yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oops, <no. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a DJ, y'all, 
Uh, Who, where's the DJ come from? Y'all book them or they, a, they book them? I mean, just uh, show up. It's, yeah. it's a friend. It's a friend of Hector's that comes down at it. He said that he does a lot of work out of Houston and San Antonio. Um, it's like DJ Addictif, I think. Isn't it's like spelled a different way, but it's tagged <laughs> on a bunch of our different pages and uh, and so uh, they uh, yeah. Man, they, there's a guy that does GoPro or uh, those, uh, the drones, drone videos. Um, yeah, the uh, promo videos they make are, are pretty those. sweet. It's on YouTube like or what? That. They yeah. they did a. It probably is Instagram. Um, they they did a Bodega Nights in um, San Antonio too. Yeah, they brought a whole group over to. So there's this like like cousin Bodega over in San Antonio. Um, I got one. They, huh? There's this one called the uh, Jefferson's Bodega and. Uh, early on i found his page on instagram and i was like this dude's awesome like look at look at this cool shit that he has like his selection is really cool and uh, a bunch of exotic snacks and great beer selection and uh and so we started you know liking our liking each other's stuff back and forth and (laughs) and uh then starting a bromance (laughs) during uh during uh the pandemic we we got uh we originally set up an account with Frito Lay, and they uh, they pretty much were like, "Well, we don't know. Uh, like, I don't think we're gonna, you're going to hit our minimums." And we're like, "What's the minimum? It's like 150 dollars a week." We're like, "All right, I think we can buy that much chips a week." Like, we're like, let's give us a shot. And so, hit the minimum. It was like six months in or whatever in the middle of the pandemic, and they're like, "Well, we're cutting back on accounts, and here's one of them." So we're like st- stuck trying to figure out what to do. It and, burned uh, us. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really messed up. It laid so, it out, huh? And so uh, we went, uh, my brother drove out to San Antonio and hit, and hit up uh, the, the guy that owns Jefferson's Bodega and, and ended up. Uh, uh, Tim's Oriental Market. Taking him to like yeah. all these different like uh, different Asian markets around San Antonio. And, and then my brother did two trips out there before like going, okay, I know there's something like I got to find it in Houston. And so he started he hits up all these different Houston markets and brings down a bunch of stuff and uh yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. No more Frito Lay, huh? No more Frito Lay. That's better that way, right? Yeah. We gotta support the is it, I'm sure it's we, a we do have Frito Lays, but it's like, you know, it's all the, the, the craziest flavors. It's <laughs> pretty interesting. It's like, can I just get a bag of regular chips? It's like how? No, we don't have that. Spaghetti flavored yeah. uh potato chips or what? Golly, what are these exotic snacks you're talking about? Like panda cupcakes or something? We should have brought some. Oh, we should have. What is it? I like mean, we just had just some chips right now that are uh, what steak, steak and, and yam, steak and yam, steak and like yam, little yeah, rolled chips from Lay's. They're fantastic. But it's that like it's all like your big name brands like Lay's and stuff like that. I mean, that, I guess that's not all of them, but they have other ones. But my brother tell you all about them, man. You go in there and see them sometime. But it's it's crazy, like. They have all sorts of crazy flavors that, like, I mean. It's underground chips, huh? Yeah. All, all from, like, Korea, um, Vietnam. And, and uh, like, they're, they're all, like, imported. I mean, a lot from Asia. He gets a lot of Asian snacks. He gets a lot of South American snacks um, more than anything else. But, yeah, we have Japanese Kit Kats that are delicious. <laughs> like, one of them, they're, like, little individually wrapped Kit Kats, like, two, two little pieces, like, that big and and uh, it's like like strawberries and champagne or something like that mm. is the flavor. Jeez, like, very and that's just specific. one of them. Like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's extreme. It's crazy. The right have y'all been to Japan ever? I have not. No. They no. sell that kind. Of, like, I mean, like we went. The big thing is these off candies that they have, like mm-hmm. you know, root beer, Skittles, and I mean, it's it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Like, 
I don't even know. It was on uh, Shibuya, you know, like on Tokyo Drift when they drift <laughs> through that. Uh, <laughs> I love how this keeps coming up. <laughs> we got to talk about Fast and Furious. But when they when they drift through Tokyo, uh, that's the street, and they have a a big uh, store that sells all these different candies, and you just go in there and you'll find what you want. Like that's wild. if there's a if there's a strange flavor of something, they have it. Especially Kit Kats, like you were saying, yeah, like the wine. Yeah, and nothing. I think right now we have like. Four different flavors. Yeah, it's going down a bodega I like that. Right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Drifting for sure. Much just like yeah. Tokyo. Drift Thursday night to bodega. <laughs> you know, they're the Tokyo is really like the trendsetter, so you might as well hop on it because like, yeah. eventually it's a, probably a long time. But you're already starting to influence the community. We, we got like we Japan, got the exotic LA, snacks. We got the exotic yeah. pops. Like yeah, all sorts yeah. of all sorts of stuff. Fried chicken, Hershey bars. Are y'all having to manage? social media or how much advertising do y'all do on that? Is that kind of a pain or who manages that? It's constant. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's kind of a, a pain, but it's kind of like one of those love hate things. I think we, we, we don't have to, but we love it. Um, there's a lot of people, like you said, especially in our area that, that don't have the social media presence that we have. And it's something we take a lot of pride in, like, and that's at the fill station as well as the bodega. Like you'll see like daily posts. If we're not, if we're not posting daily, it's like, what are we doing guys? Like yeah. there's, there's like four or five of us on, on each account and at least, and it's like, come on, all, like whether it be food, drink related, like atmosphere, like let's just like, let's get something. Light something it up. up. So yeah. being consistent yeah, right? yeah, for, for young, young businesses like this, it's especially bodega. Um, you have people coming in every day that's like, no, I've never been here before. And that's the same at Phil Station, too. And it's, we've been open over three years. But, um, I mean, it's every day. that Almost four. Yeah, almost four. Yeah. yeah, in October. Jesus, this year is flying by. <laughs> Whew. With five people on the account. You're almost and 35. How am I? No, I'm 33. I saw a little August. bit of dust come up when you sat down. <laughs> yeah. Is that you or I'm the chair? <laughs> <laughs> the chair. Um, five people on the count. Liquor's involved. Has there ever been a weird, a weird post where you're like, "Oh no!" All the time, <laughs> <laughs> more uh, than you know. I posted one today. I, I'm always, I don't know, try and try and push push it without going over the line, I guess. But uh, I'll just kind of run it by him. It's like, how you feel about this? Just give him the rundown of the post, general idea. And it's like he's like, "Yeah, I'm all right with it." It's like, all right, yeah. it's going up. It's a full time job almost, like uh, posting, managing social media accounts. So I can't imagine three of them. Oh, it's nonstop. Yeah, yeah. nonstop. And then like. You'll be like winding down your day and like it's like 11 o'clock at night and you'll get a Facebook message on your business. And Can I have a it, menu? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, man, if I don't respond to that, my response rate is going to like just go down. Man. Yeah, they yeah. rate you, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. There's a response rate. You want it's to. Just like, <sighs> when people ask you for a menu on your on your Facebook or whatever, it's like, man, uh, it just brings up that whole give a man a fish, feed him for a day. It's right. like, can I lead you to Google? <laughs> you can find almost yeah. anything here. But uh, response they, rate. Response. Yeah, Are those yeah. insights. Some insights on Facebook. Yeah, it's Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's public. It like, tracks how long uh, it takes for you to like respond to them, and then just gives normal, you an average. Normal response within yeah. an hour, like yeah. two hours, or twenty-four hours, or a week. <laughs> and but they it, don't it care. Changes so like it's like if you slip up once, yeah, you slip up once in like a hundred times, and it's like don't respond to a guy in a day. It's like normal respondents in forty eight hours. And it's like what? Like, not, it's never <laughs> taken me that long. Like, in two years. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. I don't know how much we can believe those because we got. Um, I don't know what they're like influence 
accounts on on instagram and so it'll give you like uh your metrics or whatever how many people are mm. sharing your stuff and it's always really random i don't know how much we could really believe those 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 data outputs but like is it the no i mean i i would i don't know i don't know what y'all's look like but i'm sure it's the same kind of insights for a business site but um yeah um but yeah i almost wonder it's like is it the hashtags? <laughs> yeah. the hashtags. Connecting, connecting your posts to all these other people who follow these hashtags. And Tell them about your, your hashtag queen you ran into. <laughs> we were in Florida, and there was this girl. Sounds like a witch. At a hot tub, <laughs> and she was like, let me tell you about, you know, influence. We ran into her in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't like where the story's going. Yeah. No, but... Um, and she was like, here's the key. And she was like, sat me and made sure I was making eye contact with her. And if I didn't, she was like, hey, I'm serious. Well, supposedly she was like in some marketing. Yeah, marketing for like Facebook okay. or something. So I don't know how true that was. But she said the she key. She had an influencer account. Yeah. <laughs> the key is to have 28 hashtags per post because that's a max. And if you if you do any more, um, you'll get. Um, it won't it? post Black, it or something like Black, that. Well, well it'll, it'll tell you you can't post. I think for Instagram, it's yeah, 30 I've, is I've max. Done, I've done that before, and it's just like. They'll, like, drown like, you. It will like, won't, yeah, it won't let you post it, and then it'll kill you. <laughs> no, and then you'll die. But, like, you, have, you don't pick all, like, the, the high uh, traffic ones. So you'd pick, like, some local hashtags, and then things between 300 and 500K. And then you can do a couple that are in the, in the millions or whatever. But then that makes up. Uh, that and then your uh, locations count as a hashtag too. So you have to account for that. But twenty eight's the number. Jeez. And I don't know if you ever typed out twenty eight hashtags. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I copy and pasted a bunch one time, and I remember that time. That's the key to mm. make some like yeah. ones that are already made. And then I was so furious. Just keep it was like, notes. It was like yeah. a whiskey of the week, which this is years ago, and it's like a whiskey of the week, which is like since within a month or two of opening, we've had a whiskey of the week, and it's like. Every single Wednesday, we're, we're, we got a new whiskey. And it's a it's a informative write up that we put together ourselves, and and uh, puts a, we put a lot of work into that in the photo. And and so uh, I remember the one time, I, and I had and I'd type out these whiskey of the weeks in my notes on my thing, and, and then I'd copy and be like beer, burn, barbecue hashtags and whatnot. And I just keep adding on to them. One time, it got to the point I tried to post, and it was like I spent like the entire day trying to figure. out. I was like. Why won't you let me post? Like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with it? And then I finally figured out that it's like, oh, there's how many hashtags am I allowed? I didn't know this was a thing then. It's like counting them out. I'm like, oh, that's 29 hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, I you can't write a I guess kill on an Instagram post. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah, because because I would I've tried to do it a couple times with different pictures. Makes sense, though. <laughs> you write chill it and kill it, you know, about a wine. You know, that's that's great. I thought, um, but Instagram wasn't having it. Facebook didn't care. It's the same company, right? But they wow. Facebook, Facebook posted. It just it. it comes up with a message and says, "No, no, it, it'll post it, but it'll just erase everything you've written and just <laughs> and just be a picture." <laughs> and then if you try to edit it and put the words back in there, it'll won't do it. If you try to repost it without putting chill it and kill it, it'll still just I guess it recognizes the picture and just takes. Oh, it. So, so you kill it. To, <laughs> yeah, it just kills it. So you have to kill the post. You have to completely kill the post. Yeah, that's funny. take a new picture. I was reading something where TikTok was doing that. Are y'all doing TikTok? No, y'all got to do TikTok uh, I, I, <laughs> with the cooking stuff and all those cool videos. I know. You're probably right. Uh, I just got to hire one person to do I all y'all social media. Like so much. We're desperate. We're desperately looking level. for a full time social media job. So. <laughs> 
if you're looking to hire somebody. Desperately. Desperately. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. So what is this next one here? What is this one? Uh, so th- Look at this. This is um, upside down. It's like Tim and Eric. Have you ever you ever watched that program, Tim and Eric show? Of course, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds, sounds familiar. So, so this is Eric Wareheim, and I guess he works with a team of people at Lost Jars. But this is this is their wine. Uh, this goofy guy, but a serious winemaker. Um, y'all, ne- y'all never seen the Tim and Eric show? That is goofy old skit on like Adult Swim or something like that. No, <laughs> I need to go. Th- I'd have to see you, like, a you, picture. You, I, was like, oh, I thought you were you were joking around. You. You don't No, I mean I watched yeah, go and pull it. I watched Adult Swim, but man, there's so many things. It was there. the really awkward live action show that if it doesn't have Jerry Seinfeld in it, I typically don't watch it. They pull people off the street to to act in it and just give them random lines and it's a great show. Um John C. Riley was in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know it's good if it has yeah. John C. Riley. He played Steve Brule. I mean I've seen Oh my you know. gosh. It looks like what I need to watch. Right, we're going to have to pull it up on YouTube in a minute. One of those guys from Workaholics, right? Y'all no. ever watch Workaholics? Uh, yes. Son yeah, of a guy. Definitely. It's really good. I love Workaholics. Uh, no, but th- those guys are, there's something else. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. So is this that. something they so drank this, on the show? This is, no, this is a, a wine that <laughs> no Eric, Eric um, <laughs> is actually involved in, in Los Jars. Um, I guess he's, he's one of the partners with Los Jars. And uh, so it's Carignan, uh, what was it, Carignan? Zinfandel. Zinfandel, Petit Syrah, and some Pinot Pinot. Noir. Um, It's super weird that, like, we're we're reading about it, and it's like they ferment in 36 different lots, like different batches, and then they blend together um, all different fermentation styles. But um, a lot of it is carbonic maceration. So carbonic maceration is... um, if you do, they, they also call it whole cluster. So um, if you don't crush the grapes and inside each little grape, you have a uh, fermentation process happening within the, the cells of, of that grape. And then after a certain point, because of the buildup of CO2, it'll burst, right? And so that juice runs over and you get that little bit of skin contact. And after a while, I think it was like a week or two uh, for this one, they will then pull the juice off of the skins, but uh, that's carbonic maceration or whole cluster fermentation. So. Is that the same as spontaneous fermentation? Uh, no, sp- I mean, spontaneous fermentation can happen in any time, like, you let something ferment naturally outside. Okay. Wow. And the skins, is that give bitter? It's, that's what gives it bitter skins, or sweet? Skins will, will add, um, like, more, like, tannin structure. Like, when I say tannin... Um, if you were to, which this isn't going to have a lot of tannin, but like think of like a, a big chewy uh, steak wine, like something that that like when you have in your cheeks and it dries it out, or mm. in your cheeks and gums, that's that's what you would consider like tannin. Um, it's that mouth drying sensation, and a lot of tannin you'll find in like if you were to cut a grape open and just like eat the the pulp of it, that it wouldn't have a lot of tannin. That a lot of the tannin is found inside that skin itself. So. Mm. Um, but skin also has um, flavors and uh, color, and so uh, there's a lot of different reasons that they'll do short skin contact, like something like this, like a week or two. Um, and for like red wine, sometimes you'll see three or four weeks, and so a lot more contact, and, and they'll press those grapes versus this is like sitting inside, and as soon as it rinses over, you're only going to get a little bit of skin contact. So, What's the best kind of wine to eat with steak? 
Um, it's a loaded question. Yeah. Loaded. I mean, so I, I'm always you compare you compare a lot of different wines with steak. I mean, I, I would say a red wine, obviously, but um, it really kind of depends on the person. Um, I like I like a Bordeaux, uh, like something with a little bit more Cabernet than Merlot, but I like a Bordeaux. Um, I think sometimes a good Malbec, depending on the night. Um, but it really really depends on you know how you're cooking your steak, what seasonings you're using with it, and 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 really what do you want to drink? Because you can you can pair a lot. Like I mean, there's a lot of different. As I tell people all the time, like people people talking about chilled red wine. That's something that um, people are like, I don't know. Like, is it is it sweet? And it's like, no, it's not sweet. I mean, a lot of them we chill because they're they're a little bit more fruit forward, or they have those soft tannin. That's why they, they chill really nice. And uh, but uh, it's Texas heat, man. Like, yeah. I, there's sometimes I don't want to I don't want to drink like a big full structured mouth drying red wine um with a steak and so i mean you could do something like this if you wanted to there i don't really i think there there's definitely there's definitely a a limitation but i think that, that there's not a lot of limitation at the same time like drink what you like to drink and and normally it's gonna it's gonna pair well with what you're eating if you like to drink that and uh we could we could definitely point you in some directions if you come in and uh and and point you like my, my thing is if you came in i'd i'd probably point you in at least two or three different options i'm not gonna if you came in the bodega and started talking to me about wine it's like i don't want to tell you like this is what you, this is the only thing like right. this, this is it man and it's like well let's talk like and that's just what, stock that one see, bottle so, of wine. Sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll approach people and they, this they, is my they almost think that like ah like i'll ask them if they need help and they're like no nah, it's all right and it's like all right, all right. Uh, i wish i wish they would they would open themselves up a little because it's like I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm really just trying to figure out like what you like. And that way I can point you in some directions of like, these would be good ones for you. I think, you know, it's uh, people are afraid to admit they don't know a lot about wine. Oh yeah. There's you know a, there's, a, there's a huge, and it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but there's a huge like pretentiousness to it. And, yeah. and like, so I started getting into wine, like I said, 2009, 2010. And it, it's there, but it's definitely diminishing, um, and people are becoming more comfortable with it. I mean, you have younger—I say younger—we're getting older at the same time. So, <laughs> Especially um, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> he but, just punches the shit like, out of you. <laughs> we'll whoop his ass. <laughs> but, get out of here, old man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's—I uh, think it's something that people are getting a lot more comfortable. Like, I have a few friends that, like, even guys that one of my good buddies uh, that I've turned on to a lot of natural wines that he was just like, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. Like I've had natural wines and it's like, it's the same thing when people tell me that like, Oh, whiskey's not for me. And I'm like, well, what is it that you don't like? Or agave or tequila or mezcal or whatever. It's like, what is it that you don't like? Because I'm sure I could find you something that is still classified as wine. That is not not like that my buddy that's like well i just don't like it. it's all funky like all natural wine is funky this is natural wine i don't think it's funky that's that's natural wine and like, i don't i don't know um um it's like there, there's a lot out there and so I've, we've probably opened opened up a dozen bottles together at this point and like 10 out of the 12 he's like absolutely i like that <laughs> and uh it's like all right so it's not all it's not all weird i've tried to get a, a weird one in there too but, uh, <laughs> brought in its horizons a little bit did y'all um, 
do y'all think about getting into to bottling whiskey or or wine? You know, some some place they don't they don't make the uh, base product like with with wine. You know, they don't have the vineyard, but they buying, do the aging the or yeah, yeah, and then they slap their slap it on slap slap. <laughs> they put their label on it, um, selling it. Would y'all ever do that for fill station or or another another brand that y'all could create? I mean, y'all are definitely passionate about it. Seems it, right? like he's thinking. It, about it would be it would be really fun, but It'd be a lot of fun. It's a lot of money and a, a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time, a lot of money. Y'all got a lot of time, and, right? And, <laughs> and I mean, I, if you, the thing is to compete with these guys, like, is is not a huge return on that. Like, it's tough. It's a very tough market. And you have to hustle to get your wine out there to a distributor and. Yeah, so, if, if you know, I've definitely thought about uh, dabbling in like playing around making some wine, or even I mean, they talk about like home distilling, but that in my mind, that's more of like a passion project. It's something to to have fun with, and not necessarily a way that's going to put a lot of money in my pocket. Not a lot of money, but maybe you know, a lot of wine. You in can the make fridge. it a lot. Of wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I can sell it. I mean, <laughs> get the local people to. You like the wine and you're selling at a cheaper rate and you're making more of the money because you're making it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not big time money, but we know yeah, passion. We know a lot about business, so you should take our advice. Yeah, definitely listen to me, <laughs> especially after all these glasses. <laughs> What's uh, this is just getting more bold as we go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hope you bought open up here soon. Yeah, <laughs> this is what y'all should do with Bote. <laughs> <laughs> We've been thinking about I it. I don't like the name. <laughs> You put the bodega. <laughs> I keep hearing the. What is where's where's this the coming from? I don't know. He it's says just, a lot. This is how we refer to it, but I kind of like it. The do bodega. I? Do I? You do. Uh, sometimes just dega. Yeah, the dega. Yeah. I like yo yo dega. That, that's a good that's ring a to good it. One. I, I wonder how many other guy. words we can make out of it. I, I think that was Kent made up yo dega. Yeah, yeah. might have been Amy. I don't know. Um, Car dega. <laughs> Day. <laughs> for the nights when the yeah. cars come just real simple words john and my dega automodega automodega that's a good gosh. one gosh someone's been thinking about that who said that Which I, one just, I just said it right now i never Son thought of it automodega <laughs> i need to put this places hey, have y'all found a, y'all have a pretty good sized parking lot especially like between um you and um and stardust mm-hmm. y'all thought about doing like building like a little stage and doing live music out there putting some of those hanging lights and mm vibing it out i have a lot of musician friends right yeah it's tough um we we book live music uh normally friday and saturdays the fill station and live music isn't cheap and and whenever you're putting it like 200 yards up the road and it's kind of it's it's really difficult to go well let's do it down here also because it, it almost doesn't I don't think it'll cannibalize our own business, but at the same time, it's like that's tough. If we were to do it, we talked about splitting it up on like alternating nights. Um, we haven't talked about doing a stage. I think there, with that patio, there's enough space that we could definitely we have we have it all we have it wired up electrically in the corner um, <laughs> for plugging if we wanted to. Yeah, it's it's been a talk for a long time. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> You you play or, or do you sing? Yeah, it's something mm-hmm. actually we talked about. You know, free free music Wednesday nights. Yeah. you're just always up there yeah. Wednesday nights. I, I told yeah. him, I told him that I think something that'd be a lot of fun would be a jam night, and mm-hmm. and we just need somebody that like would be there every Wednesday, and 
it's like this guy's gonna start it whether people are here or not and people are gonna show up eventually and yeah. So can, I think I'd be the full time. When I said Gemini, like just invite musicians, night. anybody that wants to come out with a with an instrument and like come play around. You know what I'm saying? That'd yeah. be good. I think it'd be fun. There's nothing like that right now. So Yeah. That'd be legit. You have all the hookups too and mm-hmm. it'd be nice. And even if y'all had bands on, you know, both ends, y'all aren't far away, but y'all are there's things in between. So yeah. it causes that like pup crawl yeah. thing, although it's but Both well, yeah, we, we lose half the customers to these other people. <laughs> yeah, that we're getting the same money from. <laughs> Dang it. It came to our other place. <laughs> we got to guide them around the street. Yeah, you just got to yeah. find a way to work them around. What's the uh, future plans uh, for expansion? Are, are y'all wanting to open something completely different? Or y'all want to expand on uh, one of the three businesses now? Or are, are y'all wanting to stay in Brazoria County, or you want to do outside too? Man. Thinking a driving range. Yeah, Coy really <laughs> wants to open a driving range. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Anybody be. wants to invest in a, a little chip and putting green in a bar? What about this new place that's over here in Angleton? Not worth it. Yeah. What about Morgan's? it? Yeah. No, that's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. Here you'll like go. It. It, it's no, he, uh, just, he just wants a driving range. <laughs> yeah. That I can All go to yourself. Where is Coy at? Yeah. You got the range. You just have the time. You're going to lose an employee, man. He's just going to be up there. Um, I know. I, uh, he's he's already lost him a new for like last year. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, we've talked about um, growing outside of uh, even like Jackson. Um, the thing is that I think that there's just a lot of opportunity. Um, the first the first idea was open up Phil Station in Lake Jackson and then go to Houston and then possibly go to new york and that was that was the first like let's do this and the more time that i've spent in like jackson it's it's almost like there's a lot of opportunity here and there's a lot of things that that i see missing that that we contribute and um and we're building up this just incredible team and and with these people like there's again there's just so much opportunity to do things that that people aren't doing down here so um the next, the next thing that we've talked about really is um, we have a another uh, partner that we brought in, an old friend of, of both of ours. Uh, again, so uh, one of my childhood friends that I grew up with, probably known since I was about two or three and uh, played baseball with and went to school with and everything else like that. And, and uh, he actually lived with in Austin, again, didn't and that was what 2012 12 and so we again didn't meet till 2017 mm-hmm. and so just weird weird circle but um a good friend of mine aubrey and coy's uh, aubrey littlefield uh joined us and that was in november september somewhere so yeah it's pushing a year yeah it's coming up on a year but uh he came down and joined the bodega he's, he's a big force behind the brunch menu and uh and some of the, the different daily specials that you'll see, and and uh, and so he he came on, and the idea with that is, is we're, we're we're not necessarily a hundred percent like certain on the the full concept, but it is something in my mind that's a little bit more elevated, whether that be just in the service, the food, the cocktails, um, the, the atmosphere, I like than than what we have available to us right now. Yeah. Uh, that sounds exciting, man. Expanding out of that, but that's a that's a lot to bite off there. So it is, it is. 
<laughs> He's going to be running. No, it, so. yeah. <laughs> gonna, yeah. I'll be here soon. There. <laughs> I always thought I always he's thought like, I would make he's like, like that's a, why he's talking about a driving range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, I always thought I would make a good a good manager until um, until I became one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just think it's like man, I, I can handle this. <laughs> I shit, can do right? that. Yeah, I, I can hire these people. I can train them up, and it's like, man, it is not easy. It yeah. is it is the opposite of easy. So, I mean, finding the crew that we have now at Phil Station and Brian's and Bodega, it's 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 kind of mind blowing just how far we've come. Just weeding out the, I mean, we've lost a few good ones along the way too, but just I don't know. We have an awesome team. It's pretty yeah, insane. When, that's what like when people tell me they're like. Oh, I never see you at the fill station anymore. I never, they'll say the same thing at the bodega, even though I spent a lot of time there. They'll say the same thing at Brian's. And it's like, yeah, it's not because I'm not working. I promise you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably how they feel. Uh, yeah, but He's at yeah, the driving range. But in the same sense, <laughs> in the same sense, it's like, that is an incredible feeling. Um, when I, more, when yeah. I, when I, when I shifted, uh, a lot of my time out of the fill station into the bodega, I put a lot of weight on Koi's shoulders to 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 run things at the fill station. And again, I'm a couple couple hundred yards down the road, so it's not like I'm putting too much on him. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I put a lot of responsibility on him. And and in that time, and and we're talking the last eighteen months, um, you know, we've been able to build up a rock solid crew. Um, uh, at the bodega as well as at the fill station and it's like people that are hungry and that's what that's what i say like i'm looking for people that that want to grow within our company uh, i'm not a looking for somebody that wants to say stagnant i want people that that want to climb the ranks and like we have a, a couple guys that are with us right now that um our backs that we're, we're now cross-trained to they want they want to do the service side of things more so we're pushing more hosting and then we'll get them a serving shift or two and it's just like getting those guys cross-trained and then all of a sudden like having these career employees that have put in years with us and uh that's that's something we're super proud of and something that you know we try to take care of this uh offer we offer 401k program what uh, yeah, ma- match for match up to four percent. Good. And, uh, I'm about to leave my yeah. job right now. <laughs> yeah. Be a server. Yeah. 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 Please. And um, <laughs> yes, yeah, for anybody that's uh, been full time for over a year, and uh, it's things like that. Um, we do two weeks vacation every year. Typically, it's a week in July and a week in December. Um, people ask us like, how do you how do you run? You know, five days a week. You know, uh, most bars are seven to six or seven days. It's like well. We have Sundays off. Like Sundays was always the the day at the barbecue um, that my dad took off for forever, my whole life, and uh, it, it was the one day he ever had off. And so, uh, I never had that for years. I mean, I, I remember when I was in New York working those two or three jobs. It was working thirty days out of thirty one, and uh, and so it was uh, it was in a lot of breaks there. But when I when I finally got into that position at Brooklyn Wine Exchange, where they had me run the spirits program. I worked my way into it. it was like I want Sundays off, and ever since then, when I came home, we opened up the barbecue. We, I was working at the barbecue. We had Sundays off. Um, we opened up the fill station. I was like, we're taking Sundays off, and and we thought about opening Mondays, but I was like, Monday's not a big drinking day, honestly. We have the barbecue that's opened up, and I'm not trying to take business from that. So, um, and it also made sense for the bar. I was like, because now my my crew has like. 
and we we have a tight crew where it's like we we don't have a lot of fluff and so these guys now all have two days off every week and it's like a weekend they have actually like a sunday like a weekend day and then they have a monday where they get crap done day like yeah and uh so and once every monday once a once a month uh, every monday we'll come up and either do a staff meeting or a big bar clean something like that so it allows us to like really kind of stay like top notch and, and clean behind our bar and so um the 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 vacation the 401k um i really it's something that that I, it's been on my list um since the, what we had last year um but something i really like to work towards is trying to offer some sort of an insurance uh, we offer something that's terrible right now like i pay it and because I, I mean i i know what it is and and uh it's it's like uh, what do they call it like catastrophic insurance or mm. basically like unless I'm dying I had knee surgery actually um, about two months ago and that was the first time that I actually hit my deductible in I don't know how many years and there's like no copay or anything like that it's like this isn't a good plan but I'm trying to I'm like I want to get a good plan for myself as well as my employees and be able to offer that like it's something that I've talked to them about like who would be willing to you know what would we have to put in and what would they have to put in? And so it's something that I'm trying to develop as well. But yeah, I think you have to have to do that. Um, as we are talking about there, our job market down there is super competitive. And so in order to, to get these guys that like, that's what I've told them. Like, I, I'm not look, like, that's, that's my brother here. And, uh, and so like I, these other guys that we have working with us, I feel the same way about them. Like, I don't want these guys, working for me for the next two or three years. I want them working for me for the next 10, 15. And I say working with me for the next 10, 15, 20, I want to grow. Um, I want to help them get their dreams out. You know, what, what do they want to do and, and how can we get them there? And so, um, yeah, I, I got, I got big goals for all of us. And, and so trying to just try and at the same time, just make it as, um, incentivizing as possible. So, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, I watch. I follow this this guy that Nick doesn't or that uh that Mike doesn't like. His name's Nick Bear. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's he owns a a supplement company in uh in Round Rock. Um and he's he's cli- I mean he's he's big time social media guy, big time influencer, but he made a a YouTube video last week and talks about his his most important investment has been the investment that he places on his employees. Um because he it's it's everything back tenfold, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a piece of machinery. It's not, you know, alcohol or, you know, something that you can cook in. It's, I think you're doing, it's like listening to you talk. I can tell it's, I can hear your passion and your, uh, it's raw. It's real. So that's, that's gotta be infectious for the people that, that work with you. Very much. I hope so. I hope so. I like that type of owner to have my back too, looking for every opportunity to make the job more, you know, like you said, competitive or, or like these are your family you know no, really yeah, it, that's is what, like, family, it, no it, doubt. it is it's like, really good this has been one of the hardest parts also is like as i've um spent a few years at brian's and then i've uh, grown into the fill station spent a few years there and like now the bodega spent the last year plus there and um my daily like i said my daily spot changes a little bit here and there but um some people see me less and less and it's just like uh, I'll, I'll only see I'll only see you know gracie or whoever like i only see her like at least once a week or whatever where i see her every day it's like that's not that's some of the hardest part is um some of those relationships uh, but at the same time like just making sure that everyone's taken care of and um and still happy and that's that's something i ask like i can't tell you how many times we we've had 
we try to we try to do sit downs um reg- regular sessions with whether not i always say like i just want to have a conversation with some of the employees like the the ones that that have been with us the longest and it's like i just want to sit down and talk and my first question will a lot of times be is like just want to make sure you're so happy like I, let's clear the room i don't this isn't this isn't me sitting down to like talk to you and like you didn't do anything wrong i just like just want to check in with you i just want to make sure you're still good i just want to make sure that like you're happy yeah. where you're at and if you're not like can we get you there and can can we do something to get you there and is something that is it at work or is it at home is it something that we should be concerned about um do you need to go find another job then like i've had employees even go to leave to go to other restaurants and put in their notice and i'm like have you have you put in a shift there yet and they're like no but they're, they're gonna put me on the schedule next week and i'm like why don't you just like do half time and and i'll tell them like do do like a few shifts a week there and a few shifts a week here and and do that for a couple of weeks and if you're happy there that's i'm i'm 100 percent behind it but you have no idea like what it is there so it's like just make sure the money's there make sure the the, the atmosphere is right and and i very seldom i think i've had one one in i don't know how many years that actually ended up taking that opportunity and going over there after after spending a couple of weeks normally it's like Oh, shit, things aren't that good over there. Yeah. The grass isn't greener, right? Yeah, Ooh, just more grass. <laughs> <laughs> really green. <laughs> I, uh, I don't. So sometimes it's not all about money. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's um, like the flexibility too. So like oh, offering yeah. like a a salary, but giving more flexibility to go get your things done or live your life. Mm-hmm. But not you know paying more, but just you know, hey, you're out three days a week or whatever, but you get to get the same money and you're going to be able to do, have more of a work-life balance. That's what we're seeing more from like tech companies and even out where we work. That's, that's that's important to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have the time to go do that while still making kind of the same amount of money. No. And I mean, and that, that's a, that's a lot too. Cause it's like whenever, whenever he, you know, I guess transferred out of fill station, I started taking on all those roles. Like I was saying, it's, it's a, it's a ton of work. And when you're, fresh to it i guess uh it can be overwhelming and just over time you you get better and better at it and it becomes like okay this second nature now it's like what what else can i do what other job can i take from you over here you know and i just try to do that i mean i think what it took about a year and i kind of took your jobs over there (laughs) except payroll you know he handles that still like but a lot of it yeah i mean but now now i'm trying to uh, pass pass a lot of it off to a few of the employees, like the two Kyle and Jared, the two managers, and uh, and Dario um, Dario Speedwagon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, but it's just it's it's difficult. I mean, I don't know how easy it was for him to pass jobs off to me, but it is not is not easy to do. <laughs> uh, a lot of the time, it's easier to get do it yourself than it is to train other your baby. people to do yeah. it. Yeah, oh. it's like I know I'm going to do it right. You know, can I trust you to do it right? Right. And, and I mean, maybe that's me being a bad trainer or something, <laughs> you know, but, oh. and I, I mean, also I'm learning that along the way too. It's just, uh, it's well, been, uh, yeah, that's something we've talked to some of our employees about also. It's like, I like to, I like to give the illusion that, that we got it all figured out, but it's like, <laughs> oh, this is our first, this is our first time. Yeah. Like, we're, I mean, we're, we're shooting pretty, from the hip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've got a lot of experience and good head on our shoulders and, 
it's uh, we we got those things going for us, but at the same time, it's like we're we're every day uh, it's something that that my dad talked about. It's like it's what it's what's fun and exciting about the restaurants, right? Is every day something else is like thrown at your thrown in your direction, and every day you're figuring something out, and and uh, you're playing a lot of different roles. And and as a small business owner, I mean, um, there's there's a lot of difficulties, and and um, those employee relationships are very very important. So. A lot of it is playing therapist and just making sure yeah. everybody's good and yeah. yeah, a lot of people skills. Huh? Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're customer service, you got to have some people skills, though. Yeah. I guess. Well, well, yeah, it's good. the The reason y'all are going to be successful is because you all you are always looking towards the future, and you're looking at ways to get insurance and all this. I mean, if y'all are comfortable, things are going to kind of fall at the wayside. So the fact that you're never satisfied, yeah, y'all going to do well. And then y'all are family and close friends and y'all care about everybody. So it's just a recipe for success. Looking, it's looking, I get a hoping so, you know. Definitely so. Well, Coy, Kyle, it's been, it's been a pleasure, man. How can people find y'all on social media, websites, and all that good stuff? Uh, at Bodega979 and at the Phil Station on uh, Instagram. And uh, what about Brian's? Facebook. Uh, Brian's, Brian's is on you have Brian's Barbecue, uh, the Phil Station, and the Bodega on, or Bodega on. Facebook. On all three of those are on Facebook. Yeah. Well, awesome. It was a real pleasure, and, and thank y'all for uh, being the first guest that that bought us alcohol. Yeah. yeah cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Thank y'all. That's just real. <laughs>